You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. Welcome back to episode number two on the Advisor Series, right here on Wealth Without Bay Street. Joined today by Sarblo Gill, an authorized infinite banking practitioner, a teammate, a friend, also joined by amazing co-host, colleague, and friend, and authorized infinite banking practitioner himself. Maybe we should interview Richard too on one of these <laughs> series. <laughs> Mr. Richard Canfield, hailing from Chilliwack, British Columbia, also otherwise known as the WAC, and Sarblo is hailing from the Ascendant Financial World Headquarters located in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and he's serving clients coast to coast. Sarblo Gill, welcome to episode two of the Advisor Series. Thank you, Jason and Richard, for having me over. This is going to be a lot of fun, like well, always. We've had, and we've had Sarblo for those of our longtime listeners, uh, first-time callers, no, long-time listeners, <laughs> who are, uh, uh, have heard probably Sarblo a couple of times. We had a couple of incredible episodes with him. Um, kind of doing some clinics, really dropping some incredible knowledge uh, on some of our other podcast episodes. If you haven't had a chance to go do those, make sure to swing back into the archives and check out the other uh, great interviews we've done with Sarblo on a couple of key specific topics. But today, this is really all about getting to have a deeper understanding into Sarblo, your journey and how infinite banking showed up for you. And how do we go from, from that point in that story to now you being a, uh, the, the lead coach here and trainer for Ascendant on teaching people and teaching new advisors how to embrace this concept and be able to now, in a cascade fashion, share that message with so many other Canadian families. Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with uh, how I end up discovering the process of becoming a banker, the infinite banking concept myself. Well, would that be okay? Yeah, let's definitely. Do it. All right, good. So... Well, I'm going to go back in time, really, really, really back to 2006, December. <laughs> it was 25th December, 2006, December, uh, 20, 2006, 25th December, when I landed in Canada and out of all places, I, I was in Edmonton, Alberta. And I had went to school to be an engineer and born and raised in India, spent all my life in India up until that point. Graduated as an engineer, worked for one of leading car manufacturers in India, Suzuki Motor Corporation. I, I went to work to design car seats. And what I thought was engineering, it didn't turn out to be engineering. It was more Excel and PowerPoint than anything else. <laughs> so I really got good at Excel. Let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, Something as, your clients are very familiar with, by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> All of our clients are very familiar with. <laughs> well, not just clients. Jason is quite familiar with it. So. <laughs> He'd be like, yes. I want this done. It's an Excel sheet. How quickly can you do it? It's like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's doing it while he's talking. He's like, uh, yeah, just working on it right now. Uh. <laughs> so... So, so that's how I got started in, in, in a professional career as an engineer. I just thought that's what my life is going to be. And I worked for Suzuki Motor for about two years. And then, uh, you know, I, I wanted to explore. I wanted to see what else is out there. And 
I had some family members in Edmonton, Alberta. They had asked me, hey, Shrubble, maybe you should look into an oil and gas career. But to do that, you have to really, you know, get new accreditation, um, Canadian-based. So we suggest that uh, do a master's degree. You're already planning to do more in-depth education on engineering. Why don't you just get a master's degree at University of Alberta and maybe end up working in oil and gas here? I said, yeah, that's, that sounds like a plan, you know. I, I, I called my dad and I was like, well, this is what I need to do. And, and it's going to cost me $50,000. <laughs> So I started saving for that and I wasn't able to pay for the whole thing. My dad was kind enough to help me out initially. So my, my program started Jan of uh, 2007. So I was here 25th December, 2006, just in time to start my program. And it was a culture shock for me because, you know, come from a different culture, different country altogether. It was also my biggest risk that I was taking in life. I wasn't just changing cities. I was changing countries. Yeah. <laughs> And I moved here and, uh, you know, I started renting a place and it was the first time I was actually kind of living 100% independently where I had to just cook for myself, clean, you know, do, do all the things in addition to just not going to school. So it was many things I learned. And, uh, you know, I, I go to school in university and, and I see so many students and, you know, the best part of me uh, at, at UFA was... Um, just really looking at uh, and picking the courses that I wanted to pick because in India, you're not, you can't pick your courses. You are, you're told what to do, mm. not just from the, in the college or university, but even in life, Hey, you are going to be an engineer. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You are kind of told what to do. And I'm, I'm not generalizing it. It's just how it happened in my family. But when you come here, you get to pick and choose your own courses. So you, you're able to basically customize your own, graduation which was fantastic I loved it and when I graduated uh, it was only, it was 2009 when I had graduated uh, and I completed my master's in engineering and we all know what happened in 2008 yeah so kind of a uh, crisis I think uh, it, that they didn't avert <laughs> yeah yeah so right before graduation I had uh, almost three job offers from great oil and gas companies but as I got closer to graduation, they're like, well, Sarablo, we're going to just take back these offers from you because we don't know what the economy is going to look like a year or two years from today. So give us a call in a couple of years and, and we can talk. <laughs> and we, we all know what that means, right? So, but uh, I graduated and while I was in school in UFA, I started working part-time at Future Shop downtown location in Edmonton. And I, I really started enjoying that environment like I never thought that I could actually work in a retail environment and, and, and really help solve some of the problems that people have. In this case, it was more like which computer I needed or how do I make my home a full automation zone? Hey, I want to connect my computer to my TV. I want to do it wirelessly. I want to have my speakers connected and my tablet connected. And I really love electronics. So it was a great exposure for me. So when I graduated, I started working at uh, Future Shop and they gave me an opportunity to actually move to Saskatoon and be part of that store. And gradually I moved up in the corporate ladder with Future Shop, I became a manager there. But I didn't really enjoy much managerial experience. I, I liked the, the client interaction that gave mm -hmm. me energy. So I, I went back to sales. And then I think it was almost 2015 or 24, I was 2015 when Future Shop actually shut down across 
the country, the Best Buy just decided to shut down Future Shop. And then, uh, you know, all my colleagues at Future Shop, they were all trying to find jobs. They all started studying and I did what most people won't do at that time. I just went for a vacation. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I want yet. So let's just go clear my head and, you know, spend some time with family because I'm never going to get this time back. It was more like a honeymoon period. You know, we, you're not worried about work and any of that. So I went back to India to spend some time with my dad and really clear my head to really think about what I want to do uh, when I come back from that vacation trip. And the first thing that I decided was to leave Saskatoon and move to Edmonton. That was the first thing I want to do, which is change cities. I want to come back to Edmonton. I love Edmonton. And I, I, I go on my computer and I build up a resume. I talk about qualifications and credentials and work experience. And right in the bottom of that, I said, I don't want any of this. I don't want engineering. You know, I, I love talking to people, but I don't want to do retail either. So find me something else. And I uploaded that resume on Indeed. And I wasn't expecting to hear back at all. But a placement agency in Edmonton downtown, uh, David Uplin, they reached out to me and they're like, well, Sir you have the most interesting resume. That's why we're contacting you. And if you want to start fresh in, in life from a professional standpoint, I think you should definitely meet Jason Law. And I was like, um, I want to meet Jason Law. Can you share a little bit more about Jason Law? <laughs> and they're like, well, I think you should go meet him and just have a meeting, greet and, and, and see if there's a basis for you to... Uh, you know, work together. And, and then I was like, so what does Jason do? Is that, well, he, 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 he's life licensed, but uh, I'm not going to give you any more details. I think you should just go meet Jason because you really value the introduction because you are looking for not just an employment opportunity. You, you're looking for a mentorship opportunity also, somebody who can mentor you. So I think you'll really value with the introduction as a great. So I met with Jason, I think it was October, uh, September, October, 20 uh was it 2015, 2015. Yeah, yeah it's 2015 when i when i met you at edmonton and we had a great conversation we connected right away because you know you, you mentioned that you had some experience in staples and i had some experience with future shop so we connected right away and we had a great discussion we didn't really talk much about work we, we, we were just excited to talk about just in general you know what my goals are what i'm what i'm looking to get accomplished from life and right before the meeting ended, uh, because Jason, as everybody knows, is, is quite busy. So he's like, uh, Sarabla, have you heard about this process concept or have you heard about this book? And I was like, I haven't, Jason. So he, he gave me a copy of the book and he said, Sarabla, I want you to go read the book and take your time, but don't take a long time. <laughs> but uh, read the book and, and get in touch with me. And, you know, like... One of the human conditions is in the book is Parkinson's law. So I got succumbed to Parkinson's law. But, uh, you know, after a few weeks, I, I read the book and I called the placement agency again because they were the one that was who, who were actually the intermediate. So they ended up booking another meeting with Jason. And I said, yeah, Jason, I want to I want to be part of that vision. I mean, I want to be sharing this message. So what does that look like for me? And Jason, you know, Again, it was more like an employment opportunity. So just Jason had to had to make sure that I was the right person. So I went through a series of interviews with Jason at that time. And and I was like, okay, good. I, I want to do that. So there was one interview that ended. And then there was a second interview that ended. And then there was a third interview. 
sometimes. <laughs> and then right after that, Jason's like, yeah, thanks, Robert. We would love to have you uh, as a team member. Um, and we would like to offer you a, a, an employment opportunity. And don't just think of this as an employment opportunity. Think of this as a learning employment opportunity, right? I'm, I'm looking at nurturing someone who can be the best at this message, uh, but as a, as a T4 employee at that time. So I started working with Jason and it was Jan 18th, uh, 2016 when I first started working with Jason and I attended first uh, uh, boot camp at that time, which was on Jan 23rd, 2016, which was a full day event. That was my first exposure to more in depth on becoming your own banker because I had read the book, I'd done, I watched some videos, but I hadn't really attended Jason's full day event and, and that event was a game changer for me. That, that just solidified that the decision that I made was actually such an important decision for me because I, I knew what I was getting into at that time. I just didn't really have that vision, but that bootcamp changed things for me forever. And I've been helping and serving clients for over half a decade now by helping them with the implementation of the process of becoming a banker. I implemented this in my own life. You know, it took me and my wife almost five years to get to a stage where we are now um, not relying on banks for any financing, but it never would have happened if that placement agency never would have picked up my resume and introduced me to Jason. So, you know, how life happens, how people get connected is just beyond imagination. I was looking for a job and from that, this all happened. So. And you're doing an exceptional, exceptional job serving people all across the country and getting better at it every single day. And if you think about knowing the stage that you're at in your journey and that, you know, we're always learning, we're always growing, what are the optimum mindsets of the people that you most love to work with? If you had to, if you had to share that with others to say, hey, you know what, if you possess these mindsets, you're someone that I would really love to work with. Yeah, <clears throat> You know, the optimal mindset will be someone who kind of is me, right? Because I want to that's work with That's who you're someone. looking for. That's what I'm looking for, <laughs> the, the alter ego of myself. So, so, so someone who is not suffering with stage four arrival syndrome, certainly that will be a important criteria. Someone who's willing to take the time to educate themselves because nothing better than self-education. There's, mm. there's, there's no rate of return better than that. Uh, someone who's willing to be coached, willing to meet, to get all the questions answered. They, they're patient and they don't want to rush into doing anything because what we're talking about is something that's going to stay with you till the end of time. Right. And if it's going to be with you till the end of time, well, let's take the time to make sure that it's done the right way. You know, there's no such thing as quick, rich, get, you know, like Jason, you know, I've heard you say so many times, instant gratification and the time of instant coffee, it, there's no such thing as instant gratification. So, so someone who wants to take the time, get all the questions answered, gain clarity on the process. Someone who has some meaning, meaning in life. You know, it's not just about wealth and money. It's about, okay, I want to do this for the benefit of people who are dependent on me. Mm. My family, yeah. my business, my cousins, my grandparents, my future family, there has to be much more meaning to life than just money. Someone who knows what their why is, if they need help to understand their why, I'll be happy to share or discuss with them what is their why in life because I didn't have my why until I had that time in, 
in my life where I was in between jobs and I was able to take the time to really understand what I wanted to get accomplished in life. Mm-hmm. And, and you've uh, started a family. And I started a family and that, is, that, that was another milestone for us and things started to change. The conversations around the dinner tables changed completely. Right? <laughs> well, because you were actually, <laughs> you were talking to somebody. <laughs> Well, you, you went from looking for that job position to really finding a lifestyle yeah. and, and, and in the process of doing that, the other aspects of your life surrounding it have been, they're all interconnected and they're, they're, they're pulling up along with. And so, you know, having conversations now and now at the dinner table, I would imagine are exceptionally interesting because there's all the conversations you're having about, about your daughter and about your family life and what you guys want to do as a family. But I bet you, Every single one of those, there's always a, uh, there's always like a subtext of how IBC relates to that conversation that's coming up at all points. It, well, IBC comes into every conversation. Every time we want to make a decision on whatever it is for which money is required, IBC is there. You know, I, I, I keep sharing with the clients that I'm meeting is like, you know, what we created is not a policy for me or a policy for my wife or a policy for my daughter. What we created is a family system of financing. It's not hers or mine, it's ours. And that is how we have to look at it because just like how you mentioned, Richard and Jason, it's this, we're creating a lifestyle. That's right. Lifestyle of changing the way we think so that we can make progress as a family. Well, Jason, what are the thing that, one of the things that you shared with us at the head office is, you know, if you want to go quicker, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. So same applies to our families also. That is so powerful, Sarbo. It's such a good point. It's a difference such between a good the, point. the hundred meter sprint versus the uh, the re- the relay race. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know what comes up for me too, Sarbo, in in the journey is, you know, you've had an opportunity. You've had an opportunity to spend time with uh, the late R. Nelson Nash and had uh, attended think tanks. You know where where Nelson was uh, still with us and such a strong influence. And if you think back, you know, you've shared previously uh, when, you know, Nelson um, provided you with a copy of your certificate, which, you know, confirmed that you were an authorized infinite banking practitioner and you completed the program, which was a highlight, big highlight for you. If you think of um, other special moments, maybe that, that um, are fond for you, your memories of Nelson, what else comes up for you that you'd like to share? You know, <clears throat> Nelson, again, I just wish that there was more time that we all had with Nelson and I had probably the least time between the three of us with Nelson. When I saw Nelson, it just brings being back the memories of my own family. Like, you know, I'm not, Nelson to me was like, for example, my grandpa, he, he did so much for our family. And when I look at Nelson, like he, he is like the grandfather of IBC. And he did so much for our community in, in general, not just for him and his family, but just for the community itself. There was a moment of time, and I think I must have, must have shared this before, uh, but uh, I'm going to reshare it. And there was actually two moments. <clears throat> there was one time when I was picking Nelson from the airport and bringing him to the office. And, and I was just discussing with Nelson. I was like, hey, Nelson, like, you know, one of the things that comes up, and this was when I was just getting into the, the industry, I was just getting started. It was early 2016. 
Like, hey, Nelson, one of the questions that come up for, for me from, from me personally is the dividends and things like that that people say all the time. And Nelson just looked at me and said, it's all noise. It's all noise. And, and then, Jason, you shared this analogy that Jen, Nelson shared with you is about the noise canceling headphones. Yeah. So he, then, uh, then he, he started sharing the, the same analogy with me. He's like, Struggle, do you, do you have one of these noise canceling headphones? I was like, As a matter of fact, Nelson, I just purchased it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so have you tried it? Yes. And if you turn it on, what happens? Well, I'm not able to hear anything other than the music. I said, Great. When you hear anything like that, that is what you need to do for yourself. And that is what you need to encourage your clients to do for themselves because it's just noise. The process of becoming a banker has nothing to do with dividends and rates and any of that. It's all about who's controlling the function. And when you break it down to those functions or those transactions that you're making on a daily basis, you, you know what the problem is. And just the way he would say things in terms of replying back to your questions it was just so simple. And the best part is he never used an illustration to demonstrate the process of becoming a banker to us. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. It was, it was all about the mindset and how we think. So that was one moment for me. Um, the other was when I was actually leaving him back at the airport because he was here for a session and then he, him and his wife, they were uh, leaving. So I, I, I drove him to the airport and, uh, it took, we were at the airport and he just gave me a really nice hug and he said, uh, Sarablo, just keep, uh, keep working at it and keep uh, pushing through the, uh, what's the thing that he said? Keep pushing back the frontiers of ignorance. Amen. Yeah. Keep pushing yeah. back the, the frontiers of financial ignorance from people. Yeah. yeah. He, That's right. he used to say that. Yeah. And the reason I looked at my left side, because I wanted to make sure that I'm quoting it the right way. <laughs> there you Nelson go. Actually put it for me on my book over there. So. Love it. Love it. And, you know, Sarbla, what would you, what would you say to the world about what inspires you most about helping others recognize the problem so that the solution matters to them? Well, Jason, you know, I was one thing that I was always intrigued about was financial education, financial awareness. Because growing up uh, in India, we didn't have enough money, so we were really struggling. We were just getting by on a monthly basis, and you know, I looked back and I said, "Well, this is something that I got to change for my family." So I was always very ambitious about providing for my family and how I can make that happen. So the process of becoming a banker, what it has done for me is something that will always get better going forward. It's not going to be less than what it is today in terms of wealth and intergenerational transfer of wealth. Because one thing that resonated for me from Nelson's book is we can't get a better rate of return investing into anything without first controlling the financing function in a life. And up until 2015, when I discovered this process, I had done everything what most people would do is real estate investments, you know, mutual funds, stocks, GIC. I had done all of that and it just seemed to me like I wasn't making any progress because I didn't know what I was trying to achieve. Like all I was trying to chase was rate and cash flow. I want passive cash flow. I want rate of return, not really realizing what the crux of the problem is. And when I attended that boot camp that you had hosted, that is when I, it really connected with me. Mm. And I look around me, I said, 
this is what everybody else is doing. So this is why I want to be part of this, this legacy that Nelson has created is to share this message because if I can achieve this, so can you. But the difference is I know something that you don't. So how, how about allow me to share this message with you so that you can have the same success that I have, our clients have by implementing this process in our lives. Powerful. I I love that, Sarblo, and you, you know, just touching base on clients now, because I mean, you're, you're a guy, your calendar looks not unlike Jason's. You're basically back to back to back to back to back to back to back in meetings with, with existing clients and new people that you're meeting with all the time. It's actually a pretty, pretty instrumental. Sarblo is one of the hardest working guys that I know uh, for anyone listening to this call. Um, and so, you know, you, you're, you're constantly meeting with new individuals who are discovering this process. And of course your existing clients, when you think about when someone comes in and they get into your calendar, they book a meeting with you. What's one of the most important key things that you want to have seen happen before that meeting takes place? What, what kind of information you want to make sure that they have or that they've had a chance to dig into a little bit before you have that first conversation? And why is that important? That's an awesome question, Richard. So the first thing that I'm looking for in that meeting is, you know, how, well, I want to know a little bit more about the person that I'm talking to, you know, who they are, um, where they are in life journey, what research have they done on the process of becoming being your own banker? Because ultimately, it's all about becoming your own banker. Do they understand what your own banker even means? Not for the purpose of trying to challenge them on what becoming a banker is, but for the purpose of seeing what research they have done, what level of understanding they have, so that I can give them more information so they can continue gaining more knowledge on what becoming your banker can help them with. And seeing if there's a fit. Most important thing is see if there's a fit and if I can add even value to what they want to get accomplished. Mm-hmm. I had a client the other day. He's like, yeah, sir, Blow, I'm ready to go. I'm going to put $50,000 per year in premium, um, become your banker call. You know, I'm, I'm really busy and I'm not going to book any more meetings. Just go ahead and book my meeting with your client services team and ready to go. I was like, I appreciate you letting me know that, but I'm not convinced that you're ready to go yet. You may be, but I'm not. Mm. And I'm the buyer in that relationship because my relationship is going to start when the policy starts up from now till the time when you, when policy actually settles, there was education and then planning and then setting the tool in place to execute the plan. Yeah. My time is spent more on the execution of the plan. So if you're going to spend more time on the execution of the plan, should we not make sure that we are actually a fit to go ahead with it? Definitely. And Mr. Klein, if you don't resonate with it, then there's perhaps other life insurance advisors that can that can help you. I'm not going to be the good fit for you. Always be the buyer. Always be the buyer. Love it. Serblo, any uh, parting remarks that you want to share with the world? Well, Jason, I just want to thank you and Richard for the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast. This podcast has helped so many of our clients you know, these days, because we have so much content out there now, you know, when I'm interviewing the client for the first time in a, in a becoming a banker call and based on the information, the client's like, you know what, Serblo, I, I want to be an investor and a banker. I said, great. Thank you for sharing that. Why? Because I got an episode for you now. Let me send this episode <laughs> to you. <laughs> hey, Serblo, I'm, I'm looking at paying off my debt. Hey, thank you for sharing. We got an episode for you. Let me send you the episode. 
Right. So, so there's so much knowledge that both of you have created in Wealth Without Bay Street podcast. I'm meeting with clients now saying, Sorblo, we've read the book. We've watched the podcast. Uh, I've watched more videos on YouTube. I'm ready to go. Like, I want to share with you where I stand in life and what my goals are so that I'm ready to go. So it's, it's because of the platform that has been created, which Wealth Without Bay Street is such an important part of. It's, it's just it's so much easier now in terms of educating the client because education is the key in this whole process. And the, and the, the most efficient way we can accomplish that objective, the, the better it is for both parties. All made possible because we have great teammates like you that we work alongside who can free us up to, to be able to do this. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show because you've got uh, a lot of great knowledge to share with the world. And we're going to get that on the show and so for all of our listeners um, and folks watching us on the YouTubes, you know, Sarblo Gill is one of the very best authorized infinite banking practitioners in North America, let alone uh, Canada. And if Nelson were still with us, he would attest to that. And so Sarblo, thank you so much for joining us today. Rich, always a pleasure. Gentlemen, thank you. And to all of our listeners and YouTubers, make the rest of your day great. And take a look right over here. You're going to see a playlist where we're going to encourage you to not only get acquainted with other members on our team, because we are going to be interviewing every single teammate here at Ascended Financial, but continue your journey of learning. That's what's so so important, because if you don't understand the problem, the solution just won't matter. But once you understand the problem, the solution will become clear and you'll know exactly what to do. So make today great. Thank you, gentlemen. Wish you guys an awesome weekend. Up ahead. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.